0: hello good morning andre here welcome to another episode of the daily today's episode is episode 99 it is for the 6th of august hello good morning i hope you are well we are right in the middle of a work week uh, before we hit national day weekend which means a long weekend for all you who reside and work here in singapore and so I pray for you this day that you will press on ahead whatever challenges are in front of you, whatever stuff you have worked through, whatever it's causing you, maybe anxiety and worry this day. I pray that God will give you peace, strength and grace to press on ahead. I think of that line of scripture from 1 Corinthians 10 where Paul writes, No temptation has seized you except what is common to men." And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But even when you are tempted, He will also provide an escape so that you can stand up under it or in some translations, endure it. So I pray for you this day for a godly endurance, a divinely inspired and fueled endurance to press on and finish well. So with all that being said, let us begin the podcast. Well, a few weeks back, I turned 30 years old. I know, it may come as a shock to many of you because you would have thought that I'm really well into my mid-30s because of how aged I look and how, you know, old I dress sometimes. But yes, I just turned 30 on the 2nd of July and uh, it's a brand new experience. The world of 30 uh, seems, uh, you know... Oddly similar to my late 20s. But anyway, you know, I turned 30. Uh, at the same time, this is a big year for me. Uh, you know, many of you know uh, my wife Amy. Uh, she's pregnant. Uh, we're about, uh, you know, two weeks into her second trimester. Uh, she's doing really well, all things considered. And so we're really excited for our first child to come into our lives uh, sometime in January of 2021. Uh, At the same time, this year marks my fifth year in full-time ministry. Uh, my fifth year since I've been back from my time of training in the U.S. I've been back for five years uh, from the 1st of July and it's been a really interesting period of my life you know, with uh, stepping into my 30s, uh, becoming a father real soon and also um, five years of ministry. Now the way I'm wired is I often like to uh, block up my life in 5-year blocks. Now, I've done so uh, since I was 20 and this has been really helpful for me because I'm the kind of guy that second guesses a lot and I'm largely fearful of long-term commitments, and so I like to plan my life in five-year blocks, you know, make a commitment year one, and stick through to it for five years. And it's been really interesting uh, season because, you know, five years ago, I received a word of promise from the Lord, and it's carried me through uh, this last five years. I'm in the kind of spot now where I am, you know, praying into a fresh word from the Lord, to take me through the next leg of ministry and my time of leadership uh, of this church. Now I'm a huge advocate for this practice of seeking a word for your given place uh, in this time because one of the things that many of us struggle with is just the idea of commitment. Being committed to a place, to an assignment, to a person for an extended period of time. Statistics have shown us in recent times that many millennials, people my age, tend to stay in their jobs anywhere from 2 to 4 years. Um, it's a really short time period. Whereas in a previous generation, you had folks who worked the same job, stayed in the same company, whether there was advancement or not, for some 30 to 40 years. And these stories are becoming uh, rarer and rarer for a multitude of reasons. And so I bring all this up to say that in this time, we need to desperately hold fast to commitment to be committed to our assignment, our given place, especially in a culture like ours where being committed or being settled is seen as unwise, we instead choose to be wholly given and invested to what God has called us to do. But it's also, especially in this time, God is calling for us as believers to be committed to his way. And so, with this podcast, this is the second last episode before we take a season break, I would like to ask you, how are you doing with your hope? Now that may be a weird question to ask, but the whole goal of the Daily Sins episode 1 was for us to feast on God's word together every morning to spend time in prayer so that we may remain resolute and steadfast in hope in this climate. The daily is positioned as a compelling alternative story to the endless barrage, as opposed to the endless barrage of bad news that we see dominate our news cycle. And as believers, we hold fast to God's truth, His word, we abide in His presence, such that we may hope in the midst of despair. And while, as a nation, we're seeing the cases improving overall, we're seeing uh, cracks in other areas and other aspects of our world. Some of you have received notices of pay cuts in recent times. Others have lost their jobs. Others are worried about what the future holds for their industry, which was immensely disrupted and affected by COVID-19. While some of you have honestly gotten really tired of being isolated, of being cooped up, of not being able to go about freely, of not being able to congregate with large groups of people. You're really tired of the online church experience. You're not having fun at all. And these days, perhaps you started really, really positive. But these days, you're tired, you're frustrated, you're pessimistic, you're worried, you're anxious, you are losing hope. And so I want to remind us today that God has given us every reason to hope, even in these uncertain times. God has called us to hope, even when there is no logical reason or explanation for us to still hold fast to hope. As we've mentioned before and done work on, hope in the Bible is not a kind of wishful thinking it is a confident expectation of good and this hope is not rooted on the possibility of a favorable outcome based on a pros and cons list but it's rooted it finds its basis in the character in the nature of God because God is good and because God is all-powerful and he is unfailing we can therefore hope in our world, expect that there can be good, regardless of what situation we find ourselves in. There can be reason to hope, reason for deliverance. There can be, as Whitney says, miracles when we believe. For you see, any area of our lives for which we have no hope is under the influence of a lie. God is a perfect Father. He has unlimited resources. He is all powerful. And his love for me is perfect in every way. He leaves nothing unattended, nor is he careless about my life. And so I have reason for great hope today because the great hope giver is my father. And my response today is to guard my heart from the lies and distractions that the enemy brings, to purpose my mind and my eyes to see the way God sees things. It is knowing God as a loving Father, the only one capable of preparing us ahead of time for all that life dishes out. It is to establish us in life in great overall confidence. That is hope. We must be unwilling to live without hope in any area of life. We do not rely on our greatness, significance or strength, but we rely on a perfect Father who is in all things, who is over all things is present in our lives now i can't think of any of you that will refute or disagree with all that i've just said but i have found that it is immensely challenging to live out that truth to truly be a hope-filled hopeful person in a city like ours in many ways singapore is a very cynical city right we have a high value for cynicism guised under what we believe to be Pragmatism. Cynicism in many ways is woven into the fabric of our city where almost everyone has developed a high level of doubt and skepticism and now the problem with this cynicism is that it hasn't just become normal in the culture around us it is moving into the church among believers right we're cynical about people who show genuine enthusiasm believing that their naivete will be crushed uh, by pain we are cynical about God moving because we've witnessed too many unanswered prayers we're cynical about the possibility of things changing for the better because we know how hard life can be so instead of being a people who have good News to share, news that could transform the world. We have become a people in the 24 hour news cycles, fed with a constant diet of hopelessness and despair. Our ability to dismiss the work of God in the church has become toxic, and we are plagued by a lack of expectation and have begun to believe that this all that we are looking around us, the despair, the hopelessness, the pain, the suffering is all there is to be or can be. But the scriptures declare that God is good and his goodness should be known and celebrated. And if we slowed down for just a minute and broke away from the cynical feats every now and then, perhaps we too would be surprised by the work of God in our lives and in the lives of others around us. One pastor writes that cynicism is the God of the thinking person. And when left unchecked, cynicism is the killer of all joy and hope in the Christian life. Now, Scripture has its share of cynical characters who run through the grid of despair. The Bible has Sarah's who laugh at God's promise. It's Elijah's who have eyes to see only God's enemies, and it's Thomas's who resign themselves to death. But more properly, the people of God are a people of hope. They are a sort who lock eyes with our our woes, fundamental brokenness and problems, size it up from head to toe, and still would step in to face it. Abraham looks at his barren wife, and it says in Scripture that in hope, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations. Habakkuk sees the Babylonian hordes coming to destroy his people and he says still I will rejoice in the Lord I will take joy in the God of my salvation Micah collapses under the weight of his own sin and yet he boasts when I fall I shall rise when I sit in darkness the Lord will be light to me Now each one of them knew what it was to stand neck deep in brokenness, in despair, they felt the tension between God's promises and their seemingly hopeless circumstances, and yet they still chose to hope that God could give them life, he could bring about good in their circumstance, by faith they banished despair as they grasped onto the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. In other words, they were people who saw reality as it really is. If you were to peel back the layers to get to the heart of reality, you wouldn't find a black hole of brokenness. You will find the God of hope. You will find the God who gives children to barren women, the God who welcomes young widows, the God who fills disillusioned prophets with joy, the God who pleads the cause of his sinful people. And if you keep on looking, you will find the God who entered the very dungeon of hopelessness in Jesus Christ and three days later, he broke open the door hope then is not the kind that blindfolds itself to reality, it is the kind that looks at a newly sealed tomb and says, the story is not over, there is more, this is not all there is to it. As Bill Johnson puts it, hope does not deny the existence of a problem but it denies it a place of influence. And so coming back to the question, are you hoping today, are you rejoicing? in confident expectation that good is suddenly coming your way are you assured in the father's love goodness grace and kindness that is for you this day that whilst the storm may be raging around you you can have a kind of transcendent peace to stay in a place of rest and ease even in the midst of chaos if today you lack hope and you are uncertain perhaps you have been uh, dragged in by the wave of cynicism that is all around us the invitation of scripture is for us to once again rise in hope and i love that hope is not something we are expected to churn up on our own strength it's not something that we have to produce in and of ourselves but the bible has an amazing promise that we read in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. It says this in God's word, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. What an amazing promise. It says this, that it is God who fills us with his joy, with his peace, with his hope. And our part in that equation is to come to Him in humility, to place our lives in His hands, to trust in Him, to depend on Him. And so how do we combat cynicism? How do we stand firm in the midst of despair and hopelessness? We trust in our God, in lack, in plenty, in one or in abundance we trust in him and when we do so scripture promises that he will fill us with joy with peace with hope and so this morning as we wrap up the podcast let's spend a few moments coming back to God in a posture of holy dependency trusting that he will once again fill us with hope perhaps Through the knocks of life and through just discouragement, your hope levels, your hope tanks have been severely depleted. Hey, let's come back to God. He is gracious and He'll fill you up once again. So this morning, I invite you, wherever you're at, to put your hands in front of you in a posture of receiving. Begin to look to God even in this moment and with your hands raised in front of you, in humility, in trust, in sincere dependence, ask God to fill you with hope once again, such that you won't be cynical, that you won't lean purely on pragmatism, on your own strength and know-how, but you will trust in uh, your loving Father, in the one who created the world around you, His love for you is as certain, is as constant, even as the air that you're breathing right now. Wherever you're at, just place your feet on the ground. And that certainty, that stability you feel, God's love far exceeds that. His love for you is so constant and consistent. And so let's spend a few moments inviting God To fill us with hope. Renew our hearts with hope once again. Awesome. Let me close off in prayer as we wrap up the podcast. Father, we thank you that you are the God of hope. In you, we don't find despair. In you, we are grieved, but in you we find joy, we find peace, we find hope. And God, we profess our weakness even in this day, that we are prone to despair. We are prone to cynical thinking. We are prone to hopelessness. And God, we ask in humility, fill us once again with your hope so that we may abound in joy and peace in this time in our world. Help us, O God, to be resolute in your ways, to see things the way you see them, to think the thoughts that you think. Help us to diminish, to cast aside thoughts that are not in sync with your kingdom. God, we ask that you give us the grace to do these things. We lean on you this day. Help us. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. I'll have one more episode for you tomorrow, episode 100, before we go on a season break. Have a great day at work. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We'll have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.